Yes, sir. New episode of the Three Man Breakdown. I'm here with your co-host, Rez Dollar. Mm-hmm. Jay, I'm back. And uh, I know y'all ain't hear this voice in a minute, but we back. We're going to get you some hoot talk, and let's get right into it. Uh, you know where we got to start off at. It's the Atlantic Division time. Yep. We talked about four other previous divisions, so y'all know how this goes. We're going to talk about the Philadelphia 76ers, Boston Celtics, Toronto Raptors, Brooklyn Nets, and the New York Knicks. Mm-hmm. All five teams possibly have a chance of making the playoffs, even though the Knicks are probably, you know, probably outside looking in, but they can make a play in this year. So where do you want to start off at? You want to start off at Philadelphia? Yeah, we can start off with Philly. All right. So the main moves that happened this year for the Sixers, they re-signed Harden. He ended up taking a pay cut, which is kind of unheard of for a star like him. And it kind of surprising that, like, out of all people, Harden took a pay cut. Right. But he said he was bought in and winning and helped land them get P.J. Tucker. So Daryl Moore is basically just bringing a band back. They also brought back Daniel House. So mm-hmm. this, this, is the, this is it. I feel like this is the year for, like, the Sixers. This is going to be their best chance for them to probably win a championship. Harden had a fully healthy offseason. So lost weight, he said too. Yeah, so. he lost weight. So if he could fully get back to, he's not going to be exactly what he was in like Houston and shit like that. I think it'll be a watered but, down version of that. Yeah, and if he's still giving you like 23, 24 a night, and he could still give you ten, eleven assists a game. Joel Embiid was uh, regular season wise, he was top three, mm-hmm. top three in the regular season. Had a case for winning most, I not most improved MVP last year. So they have it. They have a chance to win the championship. Am I banking on them? No. I'm you know, I'm selling <laughs> on Philly every single year. They still haven't made the conference finals. Joel and B hasn't still made the conference finals. I feel like we that's something people don't really talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, it's about that time. What is he, 26 now? Uh, he's about 26, 27. Yeah. So he need one of them. He needed he need to at least make it to the conference finals, especially like when people say that he's better than a Jokic. You know, at least Jokic got that on his mm-hmm. resume. And for someone MB, the talent level that he's played with. They should have made it. They should have beat the Hawks a couple years ago. And then they lost by that game winner in game seven against uh, Kawhi in that shot. And that, mm-hmm. was, that was definitely the best chance that they had. But ever since then, this is this is it, bro. Harden's coming back for redemption. And B is still – he's a top five – arguably a top five basketball player in the world. And there's still, still, there's still yeah. a chance that he could even climb up in the ranks. Uh, great two-way player. Nigga is really just unguardable, to be honest. Facts, especially once he get down, like, past the block, it's over. Even on the mid-range, like, too. Yeah, you the got, mid-range, the, the pump fake. Yeah. Everybody falls to that slow-ass pump fake, but it's still effective. <laughs> Facts. And he's just a walking mismatch. But in the playoffs, sometimes he does have his moments where he just doesn't step up. But just overall, as a team, I really like this uh, Philadelphia team. I didn't even talk about Tyrese Maxey, who emerged as a second-year guy. And was playing really well when Harden got there, too. And it really improved on his three-point shot. I think mm-hmm. he got to, like, 40% clip, which I don't know if he's probably going to shoot as as good. I want to see that for another year. But Tyrese Maxey has your third best player. And then Tobias Harris is finally where he should be, the fourth option on the team. <laughs> I still don't understand how they chose him over Jimmy Butler. But he's still on the roster. But him as a fourth option, I like, I like Tobias in that position. Mm-hmm. So... You could do a lot of things with the lineups and stuff. So, say if you want to have Tobias feast against bench units and stuff like that, you could do that, and he could get his. Like he's not really gonna be looked at and relied upon as he as much as he was before. Right. And then PJ Tucker, that nigga's just a dog. 
just a dog. He's going to help with that lineup and the defense. But I think other than that, like the key things that I don't really trust in this Philadelphia squad is probably a little bit of the shooting. Other than that, because you still got Matisse Dybul. He a good defender, but that nigga is Andre Roberson level back yeah, yeah, offensively. And it's just Harden and MB. Two, two folding ass niggas. <laughs> <laughs> two folding ass niggas. Facts. Like, no, I definitely agree with that. That the the Sixers will only go as far as uh James Harden and Joel and me bring them. I feel like there's like there's no there's no third option or somebody that can really define it like or like that can turn a game around for them type shit. You know what I mean? Like Tyrese Maxey and uh Tobias kind of can like swing things, but it really just relies on like the two stars. If yeah. they really just come up and play like the level, play at the level that they're capable of, they do have a high ceiling, Facts. but we they're... just haven't seen them from them two stars. Mm-hmm. That's why like a lot, like I think they could be the best regular season wise, they could probably be the best this season in the fucking in the East. Facts. I agree with that. They they definitely can. And you're right. When it comes down to it, those big games. Yeah, I've seen, yeah. seen MB get locked up by Clint Capella in the game. Because yeah. everybody talk about the shit that Ben Simmons made. If Joel Embiid didn't have like eight points in the fucking one of the playoff series, we wouldn't be talking about what Ben Simmons did. But the series would have been over. Facts. So MB got to step up in the playoffs. And then he just always hurt. That's just the excuse every year because he's hurt. Mm-hmm. But that's just on it. You just got to expect it at this point. Mm-hmm. I agree. With MB. And Other then, than that. And Harden. <laughs> that's a whole nother can of yeah. <laughs> So who would you say the X factor is outside of like the two star, the two uh, like like you stars. said, like Tyrese Maxey, he probably gonna have to step up a lot this year. Yeah, the way like, he was scoring last year, they probably gonna make him the third option this year. No? Yeah, he probably is, but I feel like he. You could say he. Uh, I feel like you kind of know what you're gonna get from Tyrese Maxey, though. You don't think he's he's gonna be able to improve? At, no, at I all? think he can improve, but like I feel like he's kind of someone that's like. Oh, that's you're, be oh yeah, you know, option. you know, he gonna get a bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're like, right. I don't think he's gonna be someone inconsistent and stuff like that. Like, he could give you like a consistent like eighteen. So somebody on the maybe like one of the, all right from like a role player standpoint, probably outside of PJ Tucker because I'm they signed Montrez Harrell off the bench. Like, that's gonna be okay regular season wise, but he don't do anything in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel House, he hasn't been shit since he's on the Rockets. Oh, they got DeAnthony Melton from the Grizzlies. That was a decent pickup. That is a good pickup. To help pick him uh, with the defense. But he all right. <laughs> Other, yeah, there's nobody that's going to yeah. be like an X-Factor, you know what I mean? The X-Factor really the stars. <clears throat> yeah, really. That's what it might just be. It might the just X-Factor be the stars. Is the stars play, like how they play. If Embiid is going to be healthy. Yeah. That's always going to be and a big one. I think Harden is going to get back to like kind of what he was doing in Brooklyn. Like when he was healthy, just being more of a facilitator, like yeah, like facilitating, but like kind of like still able to score. Like uh-huh. before he got the hamstring injury, okay. yeah. yeah so okay, I feel okay, like he okay. could probably get back to that level because last year he just he didn't have that burst at all. Yeah, and that nigga was built like fucking uh, Rick Ross, <laughs> Ricky Rose <laughs> had ass with skinny legs. That should have been crazy. <laughs> How you fat with skinny That's legs? That's bad on the body. <laughs> That's, That's why I really that nigga really couldn't move like that. But I think he was lucky, that. buddy. I think he got a redemption. I think he probably like still like a top twenty player this year. Facts. All right, who are we getting into next? Uh, hmm. The Boston Celtics. Yeah, let's get into the Celtics. Ah, uh, the email Yudoka situation. We haven't really discussed that <laughs> at all. 
I kind of still don't want to talk about that shit really at all. We don't really even know much to be able to. Yeah, talk we about still it, don't so. really know every like the full story. But it's cooked for him. That's all I know. Yeah, it's cooked for him. He probably not gonna coach a game again. Might how well how you cheat on Nia Long though? Nigga? Yeah, yeah, he's wilder. He is wilder. He is wilder. I don't know what he was. That's like. crazy. Them Nigerian brothers can't be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. They can't be trusted. That's crazy though. Uh, moving on from that situation, they basically got a new head coach. I forgot what is it's just like Joe something. I forgot his last name. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be the intern head coach, and he hasn't had like really too much uh, head coaching experience. I think he coached like a little bit at like a college, like two years, and then became an assistant. So we're gonna see what he's able to do. But is he gonna be Emil Yudoka? The chances is probably not. And I just want to see how this team is gonna react to everything that's kind of happened, and then. That whole Jalen Brown rumors for KD. I wonder how he feel about that. Yeah, that is because he thing does too. have an extension coming up soon. So we'll see if like it was just a one year or they end up falling apart, which I doubt they will. I think it's still gonna be a really good team. They basically have everybody on the roster back, and they still have two like really young guys that's still improving on their game. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, two of the the best duos in the league. Mm-hmm. Tatum. Solidify himself as a top 10 player. So he could fuck around and be an MVP candidate. I'm not really too worried about them regular season wise, other than the fact that Robert Williams is out for like six to eight weeks. I wonder how that's going to take a toll on them because now they're going to be relying a little bit more on Al Horford at his old age to produce a little bit more in a regular season because mm-hmm. behind that, they signed Blake Griffin. And I knew it was at that game four when Blake Griffin was out here. That nigga, damn like, yeah, like yeah. the first five minutes, and that nigga looked tired as fuck. Yeah, that nigga didn't do anything. Actually, not. He did he hit did a couple something. shots. He yeah. just got tired as fuck. Yeah. He was going at the defense. <laughs> but he was fighting for his life out there. So I just want to see how they how they're gonna how Rob Williams is gonna impact the team, like not being on the floor for like the first six to eight weeks. If they're gonna sl- start off a little bit slower, mm-hmm. and then they picked up Malcolm Brogdon, which was that was a great pickup. Oh my god, I fucking hate the Celtics, bro. <laughs> They picked him up for basically nothing. So to add him to be like your sixth man, even though he's injury prone, but he's not gonna be asked to do as much. Yeah, he might be able to. Uh, they got the best uh backup backcourt. Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon coming off the bench. Yeah. OD. yeah, that's tough. So the Celtics still could be nice. But I'm praying on their downfall. <laughs> X Factor for the team. I guess Marcus Smart in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, because now nah, he was. If we go back to this play, those last playoffs, I think it was definitely the X factor. Yeah, but things I'm looking at from the team, I guess Jason Tatum wise, we could talk a little bit about him. For him to really get to, would you consider him a superstar at this point? Um, if he's, if we put him inside of the top ten, it depends on which. End of the top 10 he's on. If he's in your top five, then he, he's oh, a superstar. No, no, no chance. <laughs> All right, yeah. Then if he's not in your top five, he's not a superstar. Yeah, because off the top of my head, I can name probably like eight or nine players better. Yeah, I think nah. he's around my nine or ten spot. He's definitely hovering uh, near the superstar status, but he's oh, not yeah, there he's, just yet. I don't think he's a superstar, but he's the closest thing to a superstar that's not a superstar. Yeah. But yeah I think I him and that. Jimmy Butler are like the two closest things to a superstar that's not a superstar. Mm. So the people that I have above him is Jokic, Giannis, Embiid, LeBron, Kawhi, KD, Curry, 
that's like seven right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's definitely not a. Um... So I feel like I might be forgetting someone. If I am, so he's around the eight to ten range. Mm-hmm. He for him to solidify himself as like higher is definitely the cons- the consistency. Mm-hmm. Finishing at the basket. The playmaking took a like a bigger leap, which I liked what he did, even though he was turning that shit over. Like I think he had the most turnovers in the playoffs. But overall as a playmaking, he did get better. Definitely needs to be better at decision making at times, shot selection, which was always a, a little bit of a problem with Jason Tatum. But yeah. he need to get a mid-range game, bro. He need to get a mid-range game. If he gets a mid-range game and finishes stronger at the basket, it's over. It is. And I was talking to somebody like a couple weeks ago. It was a Celtics fan. He was trying to tell me that Jason Tatum is better than Kawhi. I'm like, fuck no, bro. There, what what can no. Jason Tatum do that Kawhi can't? And Kawhi is more efficient and a better defender. He got the mid too. Kawhi top yeah. five, top three mid range in the in the game yeah. right now, and he finishes strong at the basket. Like he could really do everything. Like last time Kawhi Leonard played in the playoffs. He shot like 57% from the field against the Dallas Mavericks. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> 57% from the field on the type of shots that he was taking. Come on, bro. Yeah. Like, I know, you know, the recency bias and stuff like that, but niggas must have That happens every time a nigga gets injured, though, because, like, for some reason, a lot of niggas aren't really on, like, I feel like a lot of my peers and everybody we used to love Ben Simmons, but now a lot of people don't really yeah. like Ben Simmons. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Nah, I feel like there was always kind of like that people that always hated Ben Simmons because he don't shoot, but the niggas kind of forget how good Ben Simmons is based on yeah, like, the like last niggas time made it seem like he was a scrub out there. I was like, yeah, <laughs> that shit is crazy. Nah, I'm buying a lot of stock in Ben Simmons. Yeah, we could talk about him when we talk about the Nets, right. but I feel like people definitely. Disrespecting him, Facts. Like, he agree. can't make an. He doesn't make an impact on the game. I agree. But uh, what was he talking about? Oh, let's talk about Jalen Brown. What do you want to see from him this year? Um, he's gonna have to be. Mm. Like, is there anything in particular that you want to see him improve upon? Definitely that three pointer. And uh, them handles, bro. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, them handles, OD. So, if the, other than that, um, I don't really know. Especially, like, like individually-wise, he probably had to get, like, he probably had to be... Uh... I think the three-ball there. You think it is? Yeah. He be cashing them shits. I think it's really the handles I, and the shot creation oh, yeah, and the playmaking. Yeah, because I think I get turnovers trying to get that. Like, oh my god! I just remember watching the final. We we watching it right now, but I remember watching that shit live. I'm like, yo, why is this nigga hand like? I was getting, is- bro, I saw him get stripped by B Elites, and that was awesome. <laughs> I needed to see. But other than that, Grant Williams. I think he kind of X-Factor because that nigga was... Him and Al Horford was cashing shit in the Buck series. The way he really turned his career around is crazy, bro. Shit, that nigga was... <laughs> I used to be violating. He niggas was used to call him the worst player in the league. Yeah. <laughs> nigga, nigga look just like Shiggy, too. <laughs> <laughs> he do it like Shiggy, yo. That's crazy. I seen him shooking in John. 
that was really a video like that was a, just a 2020 memory that video bro the yeah, niggas really used to be memory, that. yeah but Graham was he definitely took the turn the narrative around that and then i was watching him playing the preseason that nigga was still striping shit I don't know what the, yeah he wow. was striping shit so. Word. but and the play and the finals against the celtics I, against the warriors he ain't really doing anything but we'll see if Al Horford uh he's definitely not doing what he did last year in the playoffs. If he do, I hope they drug tested that nigga already. <laughs> that nigga was playing out his goddamn mom. Uh, nah, he really was, especially the first round. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Nigga, that was peak Al Horford. He never played like that good before. <laughs> Switching on to KD, locking him up, strapping it from the three-point line, dunking on Giannis. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck is going on? Nigga was definitely taking some PEDs or something. Had to be, bro. Ain't no way. But we can move on from the Celtics. The expectations for them is probably like a conference finals team. Facts. Conference finals, NBA finals team. Mm-hmm. You didn't take them going MVP this year, though? Uh, it depends on how the, the team does as an overall. I feel like that's what it normally comes down to because you can have a crazy individual. Because uh, what? They're the second, they're the second seed last year. Yeah. Uh, actually, so no. I don't know. I feel like Tatum, how much can Tatum improve from like, like one year, you know? How much can he do? Pull up his... Uh, yeah, I'm about to look at his numbers. Yeah. Pull up, shoot. Jason Tatum. He averaged 27 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 assists. Ficky. Cause I know he's not gonna he gonna not gonna need the average no 30. Yeah. But if he could get to like 27, 28, probably put up roughly the same numbers and improve efficiency in the number one seed. Mm-hmm. And then he got that narrative while he probably did it without uh Robert Williams out, a new head coach. Mm-hmm. You know the narrative always play a factor in MVP. Right. So if he probably if he probably ups his numbers a little bit, the efficiency, I think he could definitely be at least in the top five. Ain't no way. Who the fuck called Jason Tam Taco Jet? What the fuck? Nah, basketball reference nicknames be so random. But next team we could talk about is the New York Knicks. Wish my nigga Kimball was here to talk about this podcast. Flex. How you feel about the Jalen Brunson uh, signing? In my opinion, I kind of like it because like Kimball hates it. He hates it. That nigga hates it. The he thinks Jalen Brunson like ass. Nah, he not ass. He definitely not ass. Especially if you he, he was just doing like. I in uh, this last year's playoffs. I think it was frying in the playoffs. Yeah. And look at him and play the first couple of games. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it, he'll be a solid uh, point guard for New York. And that's going to be the first time in a while they had a solid point Brother, guard. He's really going to so be like, the best point guard. Yeah, exactly. God knows how long. So I don't know how you could be mad at it. I feel like he's going to be able to get the offense going. He's going to be able to score. He's going to be able to facilitate. Do all of that. Bro, so was wa- you- bro was watching Alfred Payton bring out the damn ball in 2020. Exactly. And he's mad about Jalen Brunson. That's what I mean. I feel like Jalen Brunson is an upgrade. And if anything, that's one of the... Yeah, like I said, he's one of the best point guards they had in the minute. Yeah, because like the contract... I feel like now like the contract and stuff always looks bad because niggas just make so much money in the league. We're like, oh, this nigga can't pay that much money. Yeah. But... It's, it's the market yeah, value. That's how the market really is. Yeah, exactly. Like everything, the salary cap is going up and up every single year, and the mm-hmm. TV deal is going to be up in like two years. Yeah, I was about to so, say the new TV deal coming. Yeah, so, so Jalen Brunson's contract in three years now is not going to be anything. And I think 
He's probably the 13th most paid point guard in the league right now. Yeah, exactly. So why is niggas bugging like that? Niggas making it seem like he top seven or some shit. Or like he just got like the Mike Conley contract when he got the first Supermax was like the most paid player in the NBA. But I think he's a good pickup for the Knicks. Uh, it's like they ain't really not going to do. I don't know what's the expectations for me. I think they're going to be at best probably 10th, 9th seed. That's mm-hmm. if everything goes right and Julius Randle actually decent. And then R.J. Barrett takes a leap. But I don't know if I'm going to have them in, in my plan yet. But I think they can get there. Yeah, like, they do have the team, especially if R.J. does take that leap. Uh, Jalen Brunson, like, he could give you, like, an 18, 18 a game or something like that. 18 and 5. Yeah. Smooth. Every night. And he's really going to, like, <laughs> bro, I just really can't stress it enough how the Knicks really just haven't had a good point guard and I don't know how long. Raymond yeah. Felton might have been the best point guard in the last like 10, 15 years. I, think it was uh, I feel like he'll be able to unlock or maybe not unlock, but like he'll be able to help put other people in position. Like maybe you'll get more out of Obi Toppin with him. With, uh, yeah, I'd Duncan. like to see how that pick and roll would be exactly. him and Obi Toppin. Like you'll get more out of those type of players where like you've been looking for it. So I, I don't know. I feel like he'll be able to get the offense going and it'll be like an upwards tick. Especially with Julius Randle. He don't have to have the ball in his hands all the please, time. Please, please, no. yeah, That's what I mean. Like, I feel like it'll be able to like at least spread out the offense and make it like so maybe Julius Randle is a little bit more lethal this year because he doesn't have to have the ball in his hands. Yeah, hand he's going to be tasked to do less. Yeah. And hopefully he embraces it and actually starts. Oh, that nigga, he, he had a terrible year last year. Yeah. That shit was awful. Nigga definitely came back to life, but it's all right. Yeah, that nigga was playing out his mind. But that was a contract year. And I don't know what to do with that nigga. Do you think he could be on the roster? Who? Julius Randle? By the uh, end of this year? It depends. I think so. I don't see what like what team would really want yeah, who exactly. wants that nigga. Oh yeah, nah, he's not going nowhere. <laughs> like there's there's it. no team I can see like make a case why you should trade for Julius Randle. Not at all. What would be the point? I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> you like paying more that money too? Fuck that. Because this play style does not mean like if you if you bring Julius Randle on your team, he's at his best when you play through him. When you play through him, you've seen the good, and you've seen you seen, seen the bad, yeah. and the bad be the bad. <laughs> I should be bad <laughs> taking step back shots and shit like that and like the way he was acting uh, snapping on teammates uh, not teammates uh, the coaching and shit like oh, that yeah, like, he yeah, was just yeah. a terrible leader when shit was hitting the fan and shit wasn't going his way that's not something I want to have on my team and like I feel like for me like he a good player he's a starting caliber player but at his best he'll probably be a six man I agree if you like, uh, if you bring him on, he's never going to buy into being a six yeah, man. At least not yet, especially where yeah, it's probably going to be like a couple years from now. But if that nigga, if you put him as your six man and you let him eat against second units and you could run the offense through him for like a little bit, uh, that's probably going to be, be at his best. Yeah. But Julius Randle as a starter, all star, second team, all NBA, them days, we'll, we'll never see them days ever again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never see them days ever again. But talking about other players on the roster, I I hope Julius Randle kind of gets traded just so we could see like what Obi Toppin really is. Because right. the year Obi got drafted was the year Julius Randle went off, and nobody was really expecting that. 
So when the Knicks drafted Obi Toppin, I thought that was a good pick because George Randles came off having a terrible year. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, they're probably going to move off for him and then just let Obi rock. And towards the end of the last season, he started playing like a lot better. But the problem is, where are you going to really find like time for him to like really develop his game? Because he plays the exact same position as as Julius Randle. And then as a 4-5, it just wasn't pretty when they played together on the court together. So it's really going to be – I don't know how much time he really gets. Like, I want to see – I'm about to look it up right now, how much minutes he played last year. I think it was around, like, 18 or something. He played 17 minutes last year. Mm -hmm. So where is that going to be at this year? And it's not even like he's like young. That nigga was like one of the oldest players in the draft. What is he, 25 now? 24. 24. He's going to be 25 by the end of this season. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so he's not getting younger. So I'd like to see like him get more minutes, but I don't know. Him, like the situation just hasn't been the best for him in New York. And then Mitchell Robinson, he cool. They picked up Isaiah Hardenstein as a free agent. That was a solid pickup for a backup bay. He got, like, good IQ, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, did they have any other pickups? They drafted Trevor Kills. Uh, they did some nut shit, bro. Trading that pick that they had, I think it was better off keeping it. The 11th pick? They traded it. They drafted Usman Jenkins and basically traded him to the Thunder. Uh, oh, yeah. And then that's when they, I think they acquired more picks. And then they ended up not picking Donovan Mitchell. Well, again, a trade for Donovan Mitchell. Everybody basically thought he was going to the Knicks. Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah, too. But I feel like for them, it's not bad because the offer that they had, giving up R.J. Barrett is surprising me. I thought they were going to keep R.J. Barrett. But if they did pick up Donovan Mitchell, I feel like they'll still be in the same position, right. kind of. It's not even like Don Mitchell's going to take you to – if they picked up Don Mitchell and trade R.J. Barrett, they're not going to be no damn top five seed or some shit. Uh, it was just going to be middle of the pack at best. So, I'm not – I really can't be like, oh, the Knicks took an L for not trading for Don Mitchell because they basically – I think it will work out. Yeah, they basically still got all their young guys and say if another, another star is looking for Axe out, maybe they could work themselves in into that. So, and then they're not. If we keeping it a buck, I don't think they're gonna have the greatest year. I mean, where where are your projections for them? Which where do you think they would be? At? I think like I'll a, see like a, anywhere like ten. All right, like nine to nine to twelve. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, but is that a good position to be in? Because I that's the spot that I, like for me. If I'm a team, I hate to be in that position. Like. At best, you were ninth or tenth seed, and like the worst, you the twelfth seed or something like that. Mm-hmm. And now you about to get the thirteenth pick in the draft. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That is true. Like I feel like the Hornets this past, like the past two years, has been rough for them. If they really like sold in on like, because I'm not mad with they kind of what they was doing like past two years, like Lamelo trying to win because he came in right away contributing, mm-hmm. like basically like, changed the franchise. But they got smacked back to back playoff playing games. Man. And then in the draft, they haven't really drafted. They drafted James Booknight, that nigga barely played. And they drafted Mark Williams. And 
That nigga's now in, he barely playing in a fucking a preseason game right now. They got Nick Richards in him over the depth chart. What? I don't know. I guess he must be playing better than him or something, but I don't know what the hell going on in Charlotte. So Yeah, why are the draft picks going there and don't play? Like uh, they had a couple of niggas that uh, even from what two years ago's draft that still don't even get no burn. What's the point? Yeah, I don't know what they're doing out there in Charlotte, but Hey, man, man. What's from uh, Vernon Carey, bro? Oh yeah, he got he got traded to the Wizards. Uh, for real? Yeah, good for him. I don't think he doing shit out there either. Yeah. <laughs> One of the on? worst Duke bigs ever? Huh? Nah, he was nice. He was like that. <laughs> nah, he was. He was. He was. He was averaging like eighteen and ten in like twenty five minutes. He just didn't have the the defense wasn't crazy. Yeah, that nigga was a bucket though and a bully. Man, niggas could have done something that year too. Fucking pandemic. All right. They drafted Trevor Kills. I don't know what the hell he about to be on. So let, we, let's talk about the Duke niggas on the roster because they got three of them. Trevor Kills, RJ Barrett, and Cam Reddish. Mm-hmm. You, I guess we could start off with Trevor Kills because he's probably not going to He's going to be playing a lot in Westchester. Yeah, yeah. He's Westchester grind. ain't going to lie. I don't want to say this again, but I nigga should have stayed. Damn. He should have stayed, but I hope it worked out for him. He on a two-way deal. It's kind of like a lot of guards that he's probably going to be competing with. Because mm-hmm. you still got Quentin Grimes. You got Mando quickly. They just brought in Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm. There's still Evan Fournier there. So I want to like I don't know where it's gonna be the room for mm-hmm. him to work his way up unless he really like turns up. Yeah. But and then in the summer league, he wasn't in all that. He didn't really do shit crazy. Mm-hmm. Jumper needs still still need some work. Second year for Duke would have did that nigga one. Would have done him wonders. But uh, we can talk about RJ now. RJ, you so, think he could get to All Star leap this year? Uh, if not, he yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Because, like, he got the potential to do it. It's just that, well, he'll be able to do it in New York. Or, or, you know, we'll be able to. I think he, he's going to have opportunity. I think he's going to be, this going to be the first year where he's number one. The number mm-hmm. one guy, I mm-hmm. think. I think they're going to most likely run the offense the most through R.J. Barrett, which they should. But the thing with R.J. is the efficiency. That shit is terrible, bro. <laughs> well, you, got the, you got the averages up right now? You looking at it? Yeah. It's he shot 41% from the field, 34 from three, and 71 from the free throw line. But it's bad. Like the true shooting percentage isn't good. The effective field goal percentage is like 47%. And finishing at the basket, you'll think RJ is a good finisher at the basket. No. He was one of the worst. Damn. He was one of the worst finishers at the basket. So just approving upon that because he gets to the rim frequently. Mm-hmm. It's just all about finishing. And he, he he just stiff. He just stiff. Like he don't create like too much space and all that. And he don't really got like no mid-range game. So that's the stuff that I'm really trying to see RJ Bear improve upon. Finishing and just overall shot creation for himself and just creating space and getting the in-between game and being able to score at all three levels. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, that's important. If he Especially if he gets that, that he really kind of has like 
and really works on the three-point shot more consistently because he shot 40% last year and then 34%, which is not terrible. But if he could get it to around like 37, 30, 38%. Yeah. And improves up to like, because he's probably going to, I think he could average like 22 a game this year. I can see it. He averaged 20 last year. Unless he, shit, it could probably go up to like probably like 23 or 24 if he improves upon his efficiency. But I don't know. I think RJ, like a lot of people are kind of down on him, but I think he still has the potential to be like a top 25 player because he's able to play mate. He gets to the basket at will. Mm-hmm. If the three-point shot could get consistent and develop a little bit of mid-range and he turned himself to a good defender and a decent playmaker, like he's gonna be a valuable wing that teams are gonna want. And probably the Knicks, the Knicks should definitely keep him because he is the franchise guy right now. And I think it's a big year for RJ in the development. I like that. I like that. No, I honestly agree with everything you said. I think that if he does add those like little small parts to his games, like the mid range and all that shit, he'll be able to have the ability to score more, which will give him the ability to to be in an all star conversation. Because, like you said, that nigga is stiff. I ain't gonna lie. That nigga, he only got that either he gonna shoot a three or he gonna get to the bucket or get to the free throw line. So, I like him to uh, add the mid range, get a little bit more shifty, get a little bit more moves, like a little bit more. Yeah, he just need a. He need a bag. Yeah. Hope that nigga did a lot of yoga. Facts. <laughs> he was working with uh, Chris Berkeley too. So oh, yeah, we'll so. see. We'll see if he really stepped up his game. But Cam Reddish. What's your expectations on him this year? Um, I'm kind of intrigued. I want to see what he's gonna do. I want to see how he's gonna be uh fit into the offense or fit into the the, the rotation at all. I want to see how that's gonna work out. Um, I want to see his defense. I want to see like. Is he does he even really have a bag himself? Like, you know, all that stuff. Cause I want to see how he's gonna be able to, to turn it around. Cause it's like his final, like kind of like his final year to figure it the fuck out. Yeah. Uh oh, one of the notes I have for the podcast is like uh which players in like a make or break year. Definitely, I think definitely can he, he's definitely a candidate for a make or break year because <laughs> I never I bless you. Thank you. I never seen a basketball player live off the high school glory of, of what Cam Reddish has been on. <laughs> nah, that's a fact, bro. That's a fact. Like everybody says he's good. That nigga really like statistically, he hasn't been good at the game of basketball since high school. That's crazy. At Duke, he shot at a horrendous percent. Mm-hmm. Hawks, he wasn't good. He had moments. He had games where he played good. For the most part, he wasn't good. He wasn't efficient. Mm-hmm. And then the Knicks, he played, he barely played and got injured. And injuries has followed him ever since the ever since college. Basically, every year Cam Reddish. Hey, no, that's injured. a fact too. You can't even really get like, like the stretches that he does play good in. It's like always a small sample size. Yeah, but everybody's just all caught up in the the size that he six eight. Like the handle, he has like. The move sometimes, but the mm-hmm. handle ain't still great, like all that. Yeah. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, you're right. Like if you watch, if you just boggle down and just watch Cam Reddish game, it, it, ain't, it ain't as pretty as it makes it seem like on the highlight reels and stuff like that. And what Anthony Anthony Edwards and everybody was talking about how Cam Reddish like the hardest player they had to guard and all mm-hmm. that shit. Yeah. But overall, Cam Reddish, he does still have the potential. And I think this is a really big year for him. And he could really because if he could do the stuff and finally buy in and be consistent, 
he could be a really good wing in the league that every team want. Like the Lakers, he has been linked to the Lakers basically this whole year, mm-hmm. the whole offseason. And I would have definitely taken him because he's 6'8", has potential to shoot, mm-hmm. and has potential to guard. If he really just buys into that, he could be like a really solid player and a contributor in the league. But if he doesn't and still ends up being consistent, injured, uh, taking bad shots, not really creating, looking for others, and just not really engaged fully. Because you play with Tom Thibodeau now, so he's definitely has the potential to bring the best out of Cam Reddish defensively and make him more consistent and stuff Thanks. like that. So I'm hoping Cam Reddish ends. He's not going to be a starter, but shit. He could play himself into a starting spot. I'll say that. I agree. He has potential to be a starting spot. I think he can. There's a potential for either Evan Fournier or Quinn Grimes to take that starting spot. But it's really, it's really about what he does. It's the consistency for Cam Reddish. That's what it's always been. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows he has talent, but you just gotta be able to put it all together. Yeah, and he just hasn't. So I'm, I'm rooting for him. <laughs> as much as I really be talking shit about Cam Reddish sometimes, even though it's really Kim, it's mostly Kim, but I really hate that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I think it should be having a weird ass bandanas uh, against, yeah, like, against some random niggas. niggas. <laughs> like I hated Cam Reddish. That nigga sold when he was on Duke, but like I don't really hate that nigga. But that nigga just sold. That's what it really was. No, he definitely and he was just—I think he was just overhyped. But other than that, he could definitely be still be a good basketball player and a contributor. Shit, hold that nigga make his way to the Lakers. On that doesn't happen. Because we can definitely use a wing. But overall, as the Knicks, you think they're in a good position for themselves? So like as a as a roster? Uh you think they're going in the right direction? For this season, yeah, because there's not much you can really do besides rock with the team you have right now. You can't really make much moves. Like the one move they tried to make which was Donovan Mitchell fell through. So at this point, I feel like for this season, yeah, but for the future, uh, well, I mean, yeah, you still got a, a decent young core. You still got, like, guys that you can lean on. So I, I say, yeah. I think they're yeah. going in the right direction. I feel like the next move is really trying to get off Randall. If Facts. they can yeah, do yeah. whatever they can. Get that contract out of there. I think he has, like, another, like, three years or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm, that's crucial. <laughs> that's tough, too, because nobody going to try to pay him that money. But I mean, like you said, in two years that TV deal comes, so like the money that he getting paid right now is kind of like chump change. So maybe they could get it off. You never know. Yeah, you can never say never. And I think Westbrook was moved twice. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> I think a contract is crazy too. Oh god! All right, uh, we got two more teams left: the Raptors and then and the Nets. Uh, we we, we want to finish off with the with the Nets. Yeah, let's finish off with the All Nets. All right, so Raptors. Toronto Raptors. What moves they really made? I know they picked up Josh Jackson. They picked up Otto Porter. So just off the fact, you know they got the type. Mm-hmm. If you six eight six nine nigga, yep. Toronto Raptors is calling you on the phone. Facts. They just bring in wings. They got Scotty Barnes. Overall, they probably have like one of the most like well rounded starting fives with Van Fleet. Uh, Gary Trent, OG, Scotty, and then they put Pascal at the five. And they just so versatile, so much uh, switchable guys. I was just about to say that. They're so like, I feel like that's probably one of the, the only teams right now that like their whole entire starter five could just switch on to anybody besides Fred Van Vliet. But. Yeah, but like he, 
like on ball wise, Graham, he like he's yeah, scrappy. Yeah, facts. So, and then pressure truly started to come along a little bit towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Started playing a lot better. Uh, they drafted Christian Coloco. I don't know how much minutes he's probably gonna get from day one, but they finally got a seven footer. Yeah, a little nasty putback. Yeah, and you gotta block some shots, but uh, overall, I think the Raptors could be kind of similar to where they're at. Like possibly be like a fifth seed. Scotty Barnes could get better. He won the Rookie of the Year. Uh, definitely exceeded my expectations on the offense end, and I'd like to see him just continue to grow upon his offensive game. Based off that one game we were just looking at, his offensive game was a little, like, not better, but he just, like, I don't know, I guess adding on to what he had last year because he taking those little one-foot jumpers, the little mid-range jumpers. I mean, he was already taking those, but he just looked more comfortable doing it. Yeah. Oh, I, I got to ask you something. Out of these, out of basically the best four rookies, who do you think about that? the best sophomore year between Scotty, Kate, Evan Mobley, and Jalen Green? Kate. Jalen Green, Evan Mobley. Ah, yeah. Kate, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, Scotty. Cause I, I think Kate gonna be he gonna be settled in this year. He got his uh his uh, options now. Now he gonna. Yeah, that nigga gotta wait. Like just looking at the roster from what it was last year to yeah. now, that nigga got some. He got a squad. Yeah, with he got like a squad with him now. So I feel like he gonna be able to get settled in. He gonna win some big games this year. He gonna play. He gonna have some like big games. So. I'm going to go K first. And then Jalen Green, I feel like he's going to be able to make a, a really big leap as well, especially with how he was playing towards the end of the season last year. Yeah, he was balling. Yeah, so I think he's going to be able to build on that. And then uh, Evan Mobley. Um, this is Evan Mobley. I feel like uh, his defense definitely exceeded expectations. His offense was a little uh, – if he could build on the offense too, then he's going to have a good year. And then uh, I'll put Scotty last. And I feel like Scotty already exceeded expectations. So I feel like that. At this point, you don't think he could get better though? No, nah, he yeah. definitely could get better. He 1000% can, but I was, feel like was he was he a rookie year pick last year? Um, preseason, like before the nah, season, like end of the season. Uh, I think he was, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. I, I didn't pick uh, K or Jalen, it was definitely, I think mine would have been, I think mine was Evan Mobley. I would have picked Cade if that nigga if he if he played better in the beginning of the season. Yeah, I was gonna say he I mean, he started to put it all really, together too late. If it was really second half of the season, I think Cade was like the best rookie. Mm-hmm. But it's just a whole year award. But the ranking those four, I'll go Cade. I'll go Evan Mobley. That nigga's special. He's mm-hmm. gonna be a top fifteen player, <laughs> like probably about like year four, year five around. Like defensively. That nigga, he was probably the best defensive rookie that I've probably seen ever. Then that's tough. Like, he was that good. He's able to switch. Like, he was the one, he was basically the main reason why they was able to play alongside Laurie Markin and Jared Allen. Mm. Just like what he's able to, like the ground he's able to cover and, and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, right. And then him playing alongside uh, Darius Garland is just able to spoon feed him kind of like easy baskets at the rim and stuff like that. He's still – there's still room for him to grow offensively as, like, a creator for himself. Mm-hmm. That's probably the biggest thing. But just impact-wise, I think that I'll just put Evan Mobley at two. Jalen Green, he's a real – he's a close number three because that nigga's – he's tough. Yeah, facts. That's another, that's another nigga that Kimball got a vendetta against. <laughs> <laughs> Calling him the next Malik Monk. Damn, for real? <laughs> yeah. 
Nah, he was getting two in his rookie year. Shit, he wish he's who he thought Malik Monk was gonna be. Yeah, exactly, nah, that ass. <laughs> That's what it really is. But what Jalen Green is doing in the second half of the season, just scoring wise, I think he could end up being like who's gonna average more this year, Jalen Green or RJ Barrett? Hmm. It might be Jalen Green. Only because he might be. Uh, I don't know though. I feel like they're gonna get the keys to Jalen this year, so he's gonna be able to put up a lot more yeah, shots. Yeah, he definitely gonna get the keys. So he's gonna be able to put a lot more shots. I mean, and RJ might get the keys as well, but like, I feel like he's not taking the shots that Jalen Green is taking. So Jalen ended up averaging seventeen for this season. I'm about to see what he did, like basically second half of this year. Yeah, second half of the year, he probably had to be averaging at least 20. All right, so all-star break was around here. You going to show me the numbers? It's bad podcasting right now. <laughs> Let me refresh the page. Uh, damn, I'm trying to think who I'll probably pick. How low-key feel like Jalen Green? Damn. Cause I think RJ could average 23 this year. 22 to 23. Is Jalen Green going to take that six-point leap? Nah, he's not taking a six-point leap. You're right. I'll say, I'll say like 20 to 22, maybe. Because if he averaged, yeah, so I'll, I'll say good. he's definitely going to be a 20-point scorer this year. Yeah. I think I'll be comfortable at least saying that. All right, this acting is not, this is on some bullshit. So I don't know what the fuck he was doing, but he was definitely averaging twenty plus in the second half of the year. Definitely was. So, yeah, I see him like twenty to twenty two range. I see around there. Well, RJ so, Barrett is like kind of similar to that range. So, dang, if I had to pick, I'm gonna go RJ Barrett. I'll put a little bit of respect on his name. Okay. It's definitely close. Who the hell are you talking about, though? The Raptors. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the ceiling this year for the Raptors is probably a first round out. But mm-hmm. they they giving anybody. They could take anybody to six or seven. Whether Facts. It's the Bucks. But the East is like, I feel like everybody healthy, everybody looking good. So like, I feel like the Raptors are a team that you don't want to play mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Because matchup-wise, they're able to basically match up against anybody. Any team. If it's a wing... We go throw, we go throw Scotty on him. We could throw OG on him. We could mm-hmm. throw Gary Trent, Pascal, mad niggas to heckle that, heckle the wing. Like yeah, they got two wings too. to guard fucking Tatum and uh, Brown. The facts. And then if against against Giannis, you could throw Pascal. Be a team effort too. Yeah, it's a team effort. Giannis <laughs> is Giannis, so that nigga yeah. you gonna need to send three of them motherfuckers. But you right. got you gonna have five, six, nine niggas on the court. Like even Delano Benton basically was like that backup point guard. He's gonna see more time this year. He's like six, eight, six, nine ish. So you could see a lot of length on the court pause with the uh with the Raptors and it's just gonna be tough. Facts. The, the main thing is just probably the offensive consistency. If Fred Van Fleet could be uh consistent offensively, Pascal, I think he's he's probably one of the most underrated players, I think, in the in the league. Like what he's able to do. And like I think he had a really good year last year. Average probably like twenty three. I think he might have been like third team all NBA. Mm-hmm. So Pascal, he's he's nice. You take him or Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown. I'm taking Pascal. For real? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'll take Pascal. I think it's close, though. 
I think Pascal better better score. Mm-hmm. I not better score. Uh, better defender. And probably a better better party shot creator. Even though Jalen Brown a better shooter, but Pascal do mix it up and get to the basket and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Even though Jalen Brown could get to the rack, but playmaking too. I'll get the edge to Pascal. But I ain't mad at it either way. Uh, OJ Ananobi, I think he's one of the best wing defenders. Gary Trent, I think he had a, probably his best year last year. He averaged like 18 and 19. That nigga was having like, he had a stretch where he was averaging like fucking like 23. He was having like 30 point games and shit. Yeah, knocking down threes. Other than that, yeah, I just see Toronto being like a, a tough team, a tough out in the playoffs and a really, really good regular season team. And the last team we could talk about is the Brooklyn Nets. Let's get into it, man. Uh, a lot of a lot of drama surrounding the Nets in this past past offseason with KD axing out. Kyrie rumored to go to the Lakers, which every year and they get rumored to go to the Lakers. I'm sick of this shit, man. <laughs> and then just the whole question marks with just Ben Simmons, even though he's he's I think he's supposed to be playing tonight. No, he is. He so, is. Yeah. So the big three, we finally got to see the big three. It was kind of unexpected because I thought KD was probably going to get traded or Kyrie Facts. was gone. But I'm kind of glad this roster kind of stuck together because if everything does break white, break right for the roster, they could. They still had that final ceiling. That's what I said. They look like a championship contender, in my opinion. Yeah. The only thing, I just don't trust them overall. You got three niggas that's, that's had histories of injury this past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then defensively, I got to see them put it together. Like, they... I think they're capable of putting it together defensively, though. I, 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 don't, think, I don't think so. What do you think is, like, their best lineup in the playoffs defensively? The big three. Um... Damn. Because uh, offensively, I'm niggas to score anybody. Yeah. Like with KD and Kyrie, mm-hmm. when Ben Simmons was playing, I think he generated the most three-point shots. And you got Joe Harris on the roster. You got Seth Curry on the roster. You got Patty Mills on the roster. Yeah, but none of those niggas is playing D for real. Yeah, that's the yeah. problem. Because when last year in the playoffs, they was having three guard lineups. When you seen Patty Mills, Kyrie, Goran Dragic on the same roster together, you got KD at the five. Yeah. Nick Claxton was out here getting bullied and shit. And he's really their only big. They signed Marquise Morris as a backup big. Are you going to be... Nobody thinks De'Ron Sharp really going to do anything. Yeah, no. So that's really my biggest concern with this Nets team is the defense. Because Ben Simmons... Last time he was healthy, I think he was top three in defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. One of the most versatile defenders in the, in a game. And although he doesn't shoot the ball, he brings value on it everywhere else on the court. Damn, man. Yeah, it's going to be tough, especially uh, trying to put that defensive roster together. How are you going to uh, fit? I think for them, I think they just might need another like rim protector, mm-hmm. five or something. Because... If you could have a lineup closing-wise, Joe Harris, he's not the worst defender, so maybe he could be. Maybe you could put out a lineup with, like, Kyrie, uh, Joe Harris, Ben Simmons, KD, 
And then also Royce O'Neal, because he's probably the best defender other than that. Mm-hmm. So that'll probably be a best bet right now, because I don't know how to how, how much. And then just put Ben Simmons on the five. Because I don't know how reliable Nicholas Claxton is. And that nigga can't shoot a fucking free throw to save his life. And he was <laughs> terrible facts, in the playoffs. Facts. But if they could somehow find a way to get like a rim protecting five, I think that'll really help them a lot. Like, I don't know how they'll get this nigga, Miles Turner. But if they had a Miles Turner on their roster, I'll be a lot confident in, in the roster. Facts. That'd be tough. But I'm definitely interested to see how this team will work because I think this is the best situation Ben Simmons has been in since he came into the league as, like, roster-wise with the spacing because he's not worried about Joel and shit like that. Mm. So, like I said before, a lot of people kind of sleeping on with Ben Simmons, like the value that he brings to the team. Because now Kyrie's not going to have to worry about, like, playing point guard. You got Ben Simmons that can handle the rock. Mm-hmm. He could grab and go. And now you got Kyrie as basically as like a shooting guard on the roster. Basically, what he's doing with Harden. They could be they could be good. They could be good. And KD, I know that nigga went out went out bad against the Celtics, but he still won. Nah, he did. Yeah, he did go out <laughs> terribly bad. He's he still like that. a top seven, seven player. Nah, for for sure, one thousand percent. Yeah, I think it's top five. Yeah, probably top five. So, and I feel like they probably have something to prove this year. Kyrie in the contract year. Ben Simmons finally playing basketball again. Mm-hmm. I know KD been on Twitter basically this whole damn summer, so. No, but, I got to get right. Yeah. And Steve Nash almost got, nigga, KD wanted Steve Nash fired. <laughs> <so. laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's wild. But he said, they said they all right, so we going to see. Nah, we out to open the night. Let's go. Dumb against the Pelicans. Let's go. We there. We out. I got to see Zion in, in, in person. Facts. Nah, for real. Open the night. No excuses, nigga. He got to be there. He got to be uh, suited up. <laughs> nah, that shit is definitely about to be lit. We out. Say less. The Nets or the Sixers? Mm. Nets. And I say that because... I can't. All right, both of them in a series fully healthy. Guarantee full health for both squads. Cause that's definitely a question mark for both of them. Yeah, guarantee health for both squads. The only reason uh damn. Because how are they gonna stop Joel and B? What are they gonna do? There's nothing they could do. They got to call God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like the Sixers, they they kind of do have I mean they can slow down Kyrie, but he's not going to be able to be slowed down. He, he's still going to get his 20-plus. but And then KD, he's still going to get his 20-plus. But they're just going to make it very hard for him. And I feel like when you're making it very hard for them, they're not going to be able to defend on that defensive end. And then, Damn, their best option might be putting fucking Ben Simmons on the ball and beat. Yeah, and that's going to be scary. You're going to little boy that nigga. <laughs> Damn, man. But who they going to put? Like, who are the Nets put on Harden? Unless Kyrie lock in like he did that one regular season game and strap up harder, but he ain't doing that for no yeah, full seven-game series. Yeah, he's not doing that for a seven-game series. Nah, hell no. Damn. Damn, they still got Cam Thomas on the roster, too. Yeah. Man, he, that, nigga is, that nigga He's a bucket, but he don't play no D. Yeah. So, we gonna see, man. Damn. But I think I'm gonna have, in a seven-game series, I, I might have to take 
and a fully held. Damn, I might have to take the Sixers. I ain't gonna lie. I go uh, fully healthy. Nigga put nigga put PJ Tucker on KD. KD did it for all that nigga when he was in Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah no, nah, he did. Uh, they'll probably put Thibel a little bit on KD. Also, probably see some action on Kyrie. Damn, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. I'm going to have to take the Sixers. I'll go with the, the Sixers. All right, but, 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 but. I'll go with the, uh, We need that seven-game series. Thanks. Hopefully that happens. And then we get a Buck sixers rematch in the second round, too. Mm. That'll be perfect. All right, so I think we're done with that. Uh, the season preview? Yeah. So, I don't know if you brought your top 10 uh, centers, but I'll just basically just run through my list. Because me and Kimbo was doing that before, so we might as well finish that out. Yeah, run through your list. And let me find that, John. All right. At number 10, I'll just uh, throw out my honorable mentions. Porzingis, Christian Wood, Clint Capella, mm-hmm. Vucevic. I don't know that nigga it was ass last year. I think I'm not forgetting anyone else. Let me just look through the rosters. Uh, yeah, I think that's good. So at number 10, I have Valentunas as my number 10 center. Uh-huh. Uh, what can I say about Valentunas? Low post. I think he was leading the league in three point percentage in like the first half of the season, or like the a quarter of the season. Definitely improved upon that in his game. And the low post, he a monster, active on the glass, and just a double double machine. Uh, number. Number nine, I put Robert Williams mm. at nine. Okay. Why so I mean, not why so low, but like why you put him at nine? Uh defense. Shit. What he did for like you saw that him like him on the court and off the court for the Celtics. I think he was more impactful than, than Marcus Smart mm. on the defense end for the Celtics. Like when he was on the court, the team just looked basically fucking hard to hard to score on when Rob Williams is on the court. And that was that that for that impact. Uh offensively, he's like he ain't really nothing crazy. Like he's decent uh, as he's a good role man, catch lobs. He a pretty like pretty decent passer for like someone like him. Mm-hmm. As someone that's like a, a rim rim running guy and athletic. But his value defensively, that's just why I put him at nine. At number eight this might be a little controversial. Wendell Carter. Mm. Wendell Carter. If I had to pick a most underrated player in the, in the league right now, it would be him. And the main reason is he playing, he playing Orlando. How much game Orlando games you watch? Be honest. Not a lot, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so he's out there in Orlando and Last time niggas really seen him was on the Bulls, and that nigga wasn't really doing shit because of the position he was in. But he was able to flourish. He mostly played the four, but he's going to be playing the five since Paulo is there. Mm-hmm. And he was another double-double machine. Average 15 points, uh, 10 and a half rebounds, 2.8 assists. And he really improved a lot in his offensive game, which uh, stretching it out to the three-point line. You even see him taking pull-up jumpers and like attacking closeouts and working, doing shit that you didn't see him when he was doing on the Bulls. 
because he finally got the freedom and got away from a uh, Jim Boyle and bitch ass. And he really looks like a just a, a well-rounded center. Like he could pass the ball, he could score a scoring threat. Uh perimeter-wise, he's pretty solid at that. Rim protection, he just does a little bit of everything. And mm-hmm. the reason why I had him over Robert Williams is like he's way more of an off has a way better offensive game. So while not providing like the same value of defense, but he's still a really good defender as well. Mm-hmm. And at number eight, I had Demonis. I number seven, I had Demonis Sabonis. Uh, another double double machine, probably the second best passing big man. And that nigga, he's basically like a baby Jokic. 19, 12, and five. 57% shooting, lefty, could bully you in the post, got the pick and pop game a little bit. Doesn't have not a crazy three point shooting, uh, but you could run the offense through him, especially like out of the high post and uh, through handoffs and stuff like that. And him and De'Aaron Fox started developing a really good chemistry together. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be interested, they they not gonna be on shit if we're being honest. This is the king, they can brought it up and said they're not gonna be on shit though, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I doubt they'll make the plan, but they're probably going to be like a lot more exciting team to watch than the previous years. But number six, damn. My five and six, I don't know. I'm going to switch it right now. I'm going to go DeAndre in at number six. Mm-hmm. DeAndre in. He. All right. So the previous year, when they made it to the finals, he was a really big piece in that. Played really well in the, in the Lakers series against AD. Mm hmm. Played really good against uh, against Jokic when he won his first MVP. And it was times where, as, as a role man, he was just able to feast upon the younger – not the younger, the smaller guys and just be dominant. For someone at, like, 6'11 at his size, not really OD dominant, but, like, taking advantage, shooting, averaging, like, 18 mm-hmm. and shooting, like, 60% from the field. But this past year, against, against the Mavs, nigga got benched in that game seven. Last time we seen DeAndre and it, it wasn't good at all. And I think he a really good basketball player. I was hoping that he did get traded this past year from the pace to the Pacers. Because he did sign that uh contract, but they matched it. Mm. That was annoying, bro. Yeah. And now that he's back on the Suns, it seems like he doesn't want to be out, be be there. And he could definitely be a 20 point per game guy but they just haven't used him enough in the offense. Hopefully, they'll start to give him a little bit more touches, especially now that CP3 is still getting older. So, play, like, a little bit more as DeAndre through DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if he's still going to be on the team. But my number five, I put Jared Allen. Turned himself to an all-star, one of the best defenders as well. And main reason why... It's kind of flip-flop. DeAndre Ian is like a better offensive player, but what Jared Allen brings defensively is just way better than what DeAndre Ian brings. And mm-hmm. he's as good as like a, a lob threat and finisher. He's just a low, lower maintenance guy with a really, really good defender. So that's who I put him at number five. Uh, number four is... My four and three is kind of a little bit interchangeable, but I went Rudy Gobert at four. Mm-hmm. One of the most impactful defenders in the playoffs. It's not as impactful sometimes, even though I can't blame everything on him because the nigga got niggas on the team was on the team with full of plates. Yon <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell ain't guard, Jordan Clarkson ain't guard, Royce O'Neal is the best defender on the team. So 
what he was able to do in the regular season and just anchor the defense and just be efficient, even though that nigga can't take advantage against he probably couldn't even score on me, like, to be honest. <laughs> At his height, he got no type of offensive game other than finishing lobs and stuff like that. But what he brings defensively, uh, I'll put some respect on his name. Number three, I got Bam out of bio. And you could argue Rudy's better than Bam. Mm-hmm. But I think this is about to be the year that Bam wins defensive player of the year. One of the most versatile defenders. He could switch one through five. Probably like the rare guys that is like fully comfortable. And you have that you're fully comfortable switching one through five. Offensively, definitely expanded his game a lot, but we still need to see more from Bam offensively, being more aggressive. He said he wants to take 18 shots per game, but a couple years ago, he said he wanted he was going to start taking threes, and that nigga didn't do that. So we got to see the believer with Bam out of bio. He's really an X factor for the Miami Heat, even if like they're probably like the dark horse teams, basically like how they've been the past three years and making it to the finals. Everybody's going to sleep on them, and then regular season wise, they're going to prove people wrong and. Like, they, they're going to be in the conference finals, like, for all we know, fucking mm-hmm. this year again. But it really just depends upon Bam out of bio. Like, he he needs to be a 20-point-per-game scorer this year. He needs to be. Take 18, 17 shots. Like, he needs to be more aggressive if Miami wants to reach a higher ceiling because they basically reached a ceiling with, Jay, with Jimmy Butler basically fighting for his fucking life. Thanks. The whole game. <laughs> like but Bam is like that. Uh, two and one, you you know what it is. Exactly. Joel Embiid. Nikola Jokic at number one. Mm-hmm. Enough said. Yep. So you want to talk about Victor? Oh, yeah. Let's get right into Victor, man. I'm just... First of all, he had, I think, three preseason games so far. Yeah. Let me go. I got the stats for you. And now some of the stats to some of these games don't really jump off the page. Like, all right. So for one, one game, he had 10 points, eight rebounds, three assists, three blocks. Another game, he had 19.6 rebounds, three assists, two blocks. These are all in low minutes, but the way he, like, like, I'm just so impressed with how the way he paused, with the way he moves, how fluid he is, how, like, how can somebody so tall and so long and so lanky pause be so fluid? He don't make sense. It, it really don't make sense. It, it really, it honestly doesn't. Like even you can't even make a creative play like that in two K if you wanted to. Like <laughs> you really can't. <laughs> like it's breaking basketball, and it's just like so weird how he has like guard skill sets as a seven three. It just doesn't look yeah. right. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> like right now, he plays more like a wing than he does like actual big. Facts. Able to come off screens and knock down sh- shots and stuff like that. Yeah, like why as a 7-3 nigga are you even running off screen? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Now nah, he's special. Facts. Uh, the biggest thing with Victor, I think he's going to be number one pick if he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. That's what it really is. Mm-hmm. Like, Does he have an injury history? Yeah. Oh, is it bad? Uh, it's just been a couple injuries, but he does have an injury history. Oh, like, God, Chet okay, didn't okay. have an injury history. Victor yeah. does. But Victor is, like, right now probably a better prospect than mm-hmm. But I think, to compare them a little bit, too, I think the little bit of difference between those two, well, Victor is definitely, he's taller, longer, and all that stuff like that, mm-hmm. and just probably a better shooter. Chad was probably, like, a better defender. Like, know where to, like, knows where to be. Probably, mm-hmm. like, a more, like, seasoned defender, even though Victor still has the flashes. And that, like, he could do shit that Chet can't do because he's, like, even taller and longer. But I think overall, probably Chet was probably the better defender. But offensively and the potential that Victor Wembanyama has, that's what makes him, like, a 
the potential number one pick if he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be playing up against Scoot Henderson this week in a in a battle. And those are basically – they're looked at as one and two. So That's not how they even had that set up. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be tuning into that because I haven't been able to watch like any of Victor's four games yet. Is it – it's uh, going to be available on TV? Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. If it's not, I'm definitely going to find the link and I'll send it. But – yeah, that's gonna be crazy. Yeah, they got two matchups against each other, and I think the Ignite roster. I think it. I was looking at. I forgot like exactly all the names, but the roster looks way better built than it has in like previous years. Like mm-hmm. as an overall team, and mm-hmm. I think there'll be like a lot more spacing for school. And the things that I'm trying to like. What do you want to see from this matchup between? I guess both players. We can talk about that. Um, I just want to see because they're both coming off. Uh, you know, summers and shit. So, like, I want to see, like, first off, I was telling you this before you started recording, like, Scoot's body has transformed crazy over the offseason. So, I just want to see how that's going to, like, transform his game because I know, like, once you have the core and everything else, it helps you in every other aspect of the game. So, all that stuff is going to be good to see. And then I also want to see from Scoot, just, like, his in-between game, as much as he's able to, because, like, that nigga, can, he can shoot. Well, I, his shooting is... A little iffy too, but I want to see his in between game, like the the mid range and his three pointer, and then um, for Victor, I just want to see that nigga play because I haven't all, all I've seen is highlights. I just want to see a full game. I I, I got to see that shit for myself, bro, because the way he be moving is like I I can't even judge it because it's like nothing or like compare it to anything you've ever seen before because there's nothing like that. Before, yeah, like, it's crazy. Like. Probably the closest comparison to him from like a physical standpoint is probably like Ralph Sampson. And I was like in the 80s and he wasn't doing all this perimeter shit that Victor's doing. Mm-hmm. But he was like 7'3, seven, 7'4, seven, and like skinny, lengthy, but just not as fluid and mobile as what Victor is. Yeah. So he's definitely good. He's probably the most intriguing. Other than probably Zion Winston, I think it's probably the most intriguing prospect I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And like unique. Yeah, uh, Zion is definitely up there. Yeah. That nigga be wild. <laughs> Other than that, uh, you the shooting and shit for Scoop, like, he can knock down shots. I want to see the three-point and the mid-range definitely get better. Mm-hmm. And, like, add, like, a floater to his game or something like that. Yeah, because you never really see him go. He, he usually just goes straight into the defense. Yeah. Shit. So, if he add, like, because Ja Moran, he got a floater game. So, if he add something, like, what Ja got. Facts. I think he could be he could be good, and I think he probably got at least got a top two on lock. It's gonna be I think it's gonna be hard for someone to take that at least number two spot from from Victor. Nah, from a uh, school. Uh, school. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think he got uh, no, nah, yeah, both of those like top I, spots I fuck with Derek. I don't know if he's gonna take number two from. Especially like, he's gonna have to really go crazy. Yeah, I, I was gonna say it depends on how school plays this year, but I feel like we already got like the. The like the green light last year. When yeah, he, you already kind of saw what he did last year, and he exactly. wasn't like that guy. You still had other guards you you had to worry about. Like you still had Dyson Daniels and Jaden Hardy, who they were really kind of like focusing a little bit more since they was eligible for next year's draft. Facts. So now it's like he was really, kind of outshining them niggas yeah. a little bit. Yeah, he was outshining them at moments because Jaden Hardy didn't have the best uh, G League, and Scoot was. School was probably the best. He's still he was the best prospect out of out of all of them, mm-hmm. even though he was a year younger. So, 
it's going to be real intriguing to see what he does again in another year in the G League playing against pros. Because he, shit, he didn't look 17. Nah, he definitely year. didn't. He damn sure didn't. That's scary as fuck. So, this about to be a good test for both teams. I'm really excited for that matchup. What yeah. day is it, you know? Uh, let me find that out right now. I'm trying to tune into that. G League. Damn. What the fuck is Victor's team's name? All right, first game is tomorrow at 10 o'clock. It's going to be on ESPN, too. Mm-hmm. And then the second game is at 3 o'clock on Thursday. That's tough. Say less. Oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I can't wait for that game. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? Mm. Sure, not really. Uh, I mean, we approaching basketball, man. Yeah, it's coming. Got yeah. some preseason games. Angelo Ball out here airballing. Oh, the yeah. Suns out fuck, here down bro. bad. The Lakers about to play. So, you know, you know, Twitter about to be on fire playing tonight. Yeah. Oh, y'all play tonight? Yeah. And then Ben Simmons uh, play tonight, too. Yeah, there's a couple of games. Paulo make his debut. Oh, yeah. All right. So, yeah, I know next episode will definitely be action pack. We'll have a lot of, uh, a lot of shit to talk about. Tonight, John Wall. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we'll definitely have a lot of shit to talk about next episode. All right, take us away. All right, man. If you've been listening to the... Damn, see, look, I'm a little rusty with this shit. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you've been listening for this long, no matter on what app you're listening to, like this, add it to your playlist, share it, do whatever you do. And we'll be here next week for the, another episode. Not even next week. We'll be here this week. So we'll see you on another episode. It's 3-Man Breakdown. We out there, motherfucker. Yes, sir.